Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points. I share my experiences, both my successes and my failures, and hope that you can learn something from my experience and make your life just a little bit better, all within the space of a coffee break. This week's episode is called The Inverse Law of Desire. Do you struggle with getting the things that you want in your life? Are you unhappy because you are unable to achieve the success you want in life? Today I want to talk about an idea called the inverse law of desire and how it may be keeping you from accomplishing your goals in life. We humans are unhappy in large part because we are insatiable. After working hard to get what we want, we routinely lose interest in the object of our desire. Rather than feeling satisfied, we feel a bit bored, and in response to this boredom, go out to form new, even grander desires. William B. Irvine We all have desires in our lives. Some of these may be material items, maybe achievements or personal accomplishments. Maybe you want to have a partner or a family or start your own business. Whatever it is, we all have something that we're working for. But what if I told you that your desire might be just the thing that is getting in the way? Desire is a contract you make with yourself to be unhappy until you get what you want. Naval Ravikant There's an interesting phenomenon from the Tao Te Ching that I like to call the inverse law of desire. It is about how when we really want something, it can backfire on us and cause us more distress and make it harder for us to get what we want. So in a nutshell, it's the idea that the more that you desperately want something, the more you feel the lack of it. For example, the more you desire to be rich, the more acutely you'll feel the lack of money that you have. The more desperately you want to feel loved and accepted by others, the lonelier you'll feel regardless of who is around you and how much they support you. The more you desperately cling to someone you love, the more likely you are to drive them away from you. I think another good example of this is in the realm of dating. When you're out on a date and you're trying to be funny, the more likely it is you won't be funny. The more that you can just relax and not try to impress your date, the more likely you'll enjoy yourself and have a good time. So the reasoning behind this inverse law is that when we desire something too strongly, what we actually want is the outcome, which is something that we can't control. Now, on the opposite side of this law, when we are willing to 
accept negative experiences, the less negative they seem. Accepting a negative experience actually becomes a positive experience. The easier you can accept when something goes wrong, the easier it is to learn from it and move past it. Now, if you want to learn more about how to accept negative experiences, I recommend that you listen to episode 260 called Suffer Well. I'm happy because I want nothing from anyone. I do not care for money. Decorations, titles, or distinctions mean nothing to me. I do not crave praise. The only thing that gives me pleasure, apart from my work, my violin, and my sailboat, is the appreciation of my fellow workers. Albert Einstein So how do we get better about making sure our desires don't sabotage us? By learning to find contentment with what we have. Now, people often think that if you are content, then you will not strive to achieve anything, and that you will just simply be apathetic and never accomplish anything in your life. And for me, this is a false paradox. So contentment is a state of mind that is not dependent upon external circumstances. Contentment is a choice and is completely under your control. It is the ultimate self-sufficiency because you are happy and content under any conditions. Your happiness is not dependent upon things that are external to you. When you have mastered this, ironically, it becomes much easier to improve your external circumstances. And this is why we need to learn to be content with what we have. When we can recognize and appreciate exactly where we are, then we are happy. We see that we don't need anything more to make our lives complete. And when we do this, then anything we strive for beyond our current state is because we choose it. We're able to do something from a place where we are already happy rather than out of a place of stress and discontent. Now, this is something that I'm struggling with right now. As I'm pivoting from being a software developer to building a community around this podcast, it's been really challenging. So I created a 30-day challenge course in the last month about developing self-discipline that went pretty well the first round. But as I'm preparing for the next round, which starts next week, I'm finding it's much harder to attract students. Now, at times, I can feel myself just getting discouraged and wanting to quit because I really want this to succeed so bad. And the stress around not achieving that success, well, that starts to seep over into my mood and can impact my daily life. I have to work to be aware of this and remember that my life is still in a great place. I'm healthy, my kids are doing well, and even though there's a lot going on in my life, I'm doing okay. I also have to remind myself that in making this big change, that I am making progress. And I'm learning how to market my course and how to get better on social media. Very little is needed to make a happy life. It is all within yourself, in your way of thinking. Marcus Aurelius Now some people think you need to be passionate about whatever it is that you're doing. And I don't necessarily disagree. Being passionate about something can be a great driver. But often we are passionate about wanting the outcome of something. If you only do things that you feel passionate about, well, then your efforts may also fall by the wayside when that passion dissipates. If passion were the only thing needed to become great at something, then I would already be a Broadway singer, a famous movie actor, and a pro cyclist. What you need to be passionate about is the process. You need to be passionate about doing the work. You need to be passionate about consistently putting in the effort and the time needed to accomplish your goals. For example, great athletes love to practice as much as they love to compete. If you just rely on passion, then when things get hard, you may not show up and get the work done. The meaning of life is just to be alive. It is so plain and so obvious and so simple, yet everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. Alan Watts
Oftentimes we have strong desires for something because we feel like we are somehow incomplete or lacking. We may feel like we have to achieve something in order to be fulfilled or to feel worthy. But the thing is, if we are unhappy with ourselves and who we are, then achieving something doesn't cure that discontent. That feeling of discontent is something that is internal and achievements are external. The key to being content with what we have is being content with who we are. Everything else is external to us and therefore not something that we can control. Now, if self-acceptance is something that you struggle with, I highly recommend that you listen to episode 218, Accept Yourself. There's a great exercise that I talk about in that episode, which was highly transformative for me, and it might be helpful for you as well. A man thus grounded must, whether he wills it or not, necessarily be attended by constant cheerfulness and a joy that is deep and issues from deep within, since he finds delight in his own resources and desires no joys greater than his inner joys. Seneca. Some things are in our control and others are not. Things in our control are opinion, pursuit, desire, aversion, and, in a word, whatever are our own actions. Epictetus. When we learn how to manage our desires, then we are better able to pursue them because we choose to do so. We can pursue things because we decide that they will make us better people and will help us grow, not because we believe that they are a cure for our unhappiness. If we can learn to be happy, or at the very least, be at peace in our current situation, then we are able to operate from a place where we are in a better mindset. When we are stressed out or disconsent, it closes down our thinking. It's harder to maintain an optimistic outlook. When we get stuck looking at the pessimistic view, then we are restricting our view of what is possible. We might still accomplish what we need, but we are also doing it feeling stressed rather than enjoying the whole process. And this is where learning to be dispassionate can give you a healthy perspective on something. By taking a step back and being able to view things from a rational and less emotional-driven perspective, it can help you focus on doing the work and not tying your happiness to the outcome. This is what Stephen Pressfield calls turning pro. You do the work because it's your job. You show up and you get it done because it's what you agreed to do with yourself. I mean, we've all shown up to jobs and did the work even when we really didn't want to because we needed to pay our bills. Applying that same attitude to things we are passionate about can help carry us through the tough times. Learning to be content with what you have might be one of the best tools to helping you actually achieve your goals. When we are slave to our desires, we are trying to control things that we don't have control over, namely the outcome. When we can learn to be content with what we have, and more importantly, with who we are, then we can pursue our desires from a place of calm, even-mindedness, and in control of our desires. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and thanks for listening.